Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. It's no marca registrada de FCA US LLC. On one hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Live on Joy 99.7 FM, this is the Midday News. The news is also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Radio Max in Takrade Castle FM in Cape Coast, Buipe FM in Buipe, Swiss FM in Ho and Flo FM in Aflao. We are also on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook, myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Electoral Commission member Dr. Peter Apiahene dragged to the Supreme 
Supreme Court over his alleged affiliation to the governing NPP. Also, Attorney General Goffred Yabwadami announces plans to lay new bill in Parliament to remove bottlenecks that make justice administration long and tedious. For consideration, a criminal and offensive procedure amendment bill, which will drastically reform the jury system, the um, reform of the interlocutory appeal system in criminal proceedings, as well as other aspects of activity. And I believe that this, indeed, will be will go a long way to enhancing justice delivery in Ghana. Also this afternoon, net enrollment at the basic education level drops in the country. We'll hear from Ise on how the drop is impacting the transition rate from primary to the JHS level. For some particular areas, it is the school feeding, capitation grant, and some of the support that comes from government that enhances the net enrollment. Upper East Regional Veterinary Services begins intensive ruminant vaccination in the Eastern Corridor to contain the anthrax disease which is spreading to other areas in the region. Now we have vaccinated more than 400 sheep and goats right now and uh, 200 cattle. No, two cases we sent two samples to the lab. Both came uh, positive. Yes, it's, it's spreading. We're live in the area. We have sports. Ghana's Black Bombers might abandon the African Boxing Championships, which starts in less than a week. Details in 20 minutes. And much later, we hear from the acting Chief Justice Victor Jones Doce on how two football teams made the year difficult for him. This year, two of my teams, Chelsea, they have not done well. House of Oak, they are also struggling. But we shall bounce back strongly and I watch their matches on your television. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. Please stay on for details. I am MFA Apau. Many thanks for choosing us. Let's dig in now. And in our very first story for this afternoon, member of the Electoral Commission, Dr. Peter Apiahene, has been dragged to the Supreme Court by South Dai Member of Parliament, Roxanne Nelson Dafamakpo, over his alleged affiliation to the governing NPP. The legislator contends that under Ghana's constitution, a person is not qualified to be a member of the Electoral Commission if that person is a known sympathizer, a member, or openly affiliate, or identified with a registered political party in Ghana. President Ekofado in March 2023 swore in three new members of the electoral management body, including Dr. Apiahene. Three civil society organizations comprising the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers Kodeo, the Star Ghana Foundation and the Civic Forum Initiative held a news conference urging Dr. Apiahene to resign. He remains at post and the Supreme Court has been asked to intervene. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akable joins me in studio with details of what uh, this suit is all about. So let's talk about the reliefs the legislator is seeking, Joseph. And so one is asking the Supreme Court to declare that upon a true and proper interpretation of the 1992 Constitution, a person is not qualified to be a member of the Electoral Commission if that person is a non-sympathizer, a member or openly affiliated or identifies with a registered political party in Ghana. He's also asking for a declaration that a person who is a non-sympathizer or who openly affi- affiliates or identifies with a political party will be biased or prejudiced in his constitutional duties as a member of the Electoral Commission. And so he's asking at the court to injunct first to revoke the appointment of Dr. Pierre Hene by the president as a member of the Electoral Commission and in order to restrain Dr. Pierre Hene from acting or holding himself out as a member of the Electoral Commission. Okay. Well, so these are uh, the reliefs. And this has been filed. Do we know when this case will be heard amongst others, Joseph? Uh, it goes through a normal process. It was just 
just filed late afternoon yesterday. So what happens next is that the various individuals who have been named as defendants would have to be served. And so Dr. Piahini is the first defendant. The Electoral Commission has also been sued. Then the Attorney General as the constitutional defendant and uh, in such civil matters also be named as the third defendant. And I'm sure you've been interacting with the legislator. That's Roxanne Nelson, the pharmacist, on this, whether they've been able to gather some evidence of a sort in this alleged connection to the NPP. I mean, the legal team explained to us that as far as they are concerned and with what they've been able to pick up, uh, they know for a fact and they don't have any doubt in their minds that he affiliates with the New Patriotic Party. And they believe that that affiliation means that he's not uh, qualified or eligible to hold office as a member of the Electoral Commission. They explained mm-hmm. that the role that the EC plays is critical as the or the, the institution that organizes the elections. And so it's important that once they are organizing elections for political parties, they should not be having individuals who are taking decisions, who are known or seen to be or affiliated to a certain political party participating in those decision-making process. Okay. Thank you very much, Joseph Akable. We'll get to hear uh, from these um, civil society organizations. Minority announced they will join the majority colleagues in approving her nomination, which makes the path to approval much easier. Speaking to journalists, the majority leader lauded both sides of the House for engaging fruitfully on the matter and backing down on entrenched positions. Earlier, there was um, <coughs> positions taking... Uh, but thanks to the engagement that we had, um, the reports that earlier been written had to be amended. Unfortunately, we're going to have a new report that would indicate consensus on the approval of um, the Chief Justice. And I think that that is how it's supposed to be. The Chief Justice, who is the arrowhead of the judiciary, I'm not too sure that there should be any unnecessary partisanship in his approval. But thankfully, we've come to the right conclusion because some of us thought that if we did that, it would downwarp the institution of uh, the judiciary. As I said, um, I think we've come to that um, mutual agreement and uh, we, we, we take it forward. So today, we're going to, when we go to plenary, um, consider the report from the appointment committee. And I guess in the shortest possible time, we'll be able to deal with it. Well, let's go live to Parliament now. And Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante joins us live. Kwekwa, so have you cited um, this committee's report and what time would you know it will be taking? The committee's report has been cited indeed. It approves by consensus the nomination of Justice Gertrude Sabatokulo and in the last five minutes, the chairman of the committee, Joseph Osewuzu, has moved the motion. It has been seconded by Governor Kwame Aguja. Both sides are now debating the content of that report and also the track record of Madame Getru Tokolo. And we expect that within the next one hour, Parliament will, by a voice vote, approve the nomination of Madame Getru Tokolo to become the next Chief Justice of the Republic. We can take live proceedings. A country other than Ghana shall undead. Renunciation of his citizenship We have a bit of a technical challenge there. Um, as and when we get a clearer feed, uh, we'll bring that to you. But um, that's currently ongoing in Parliament. But, Kweku, in other matters also, we know that the minority had been speaking about the upcoming mid-year budget review. What exactly are the details? According to Dr. Kesela Sofosin, who is the minority leader, the IMF deal having been 
secured by the country will mean that government will have to review some of the projections it made in the 2023 budget. So it's expecting that when Finance Minister Ken Furiata comes before the House either this month or next month to present the media budget review, some of these projections will now be reviewed to reflect the agreement the government had with the IMF. Concerned to us in the state of our economy and the fact that the government has announced an IMF program and concluded same. It is important for us to get the minister responsible for finance as part of the mandate given to him um, through the Public Financial Management Act to appear once a year through media review before end June to deliver the state of the economy halfway the year and to review the targets and to inform us if indeed parliament will be able to he will be able to meet the targets and if there's the need for any adjustment he will ask him for parliament to update for me that is most critical it's most critical because it will offer us an opportunity to know whether the ghanaian economy is coming back to stream or we are going to continue the same trajectory that's the minority leader, Dr. Atufo Sinelia, at um, a press conference there on the upcoming mid-year budget review. And uh, we've been talking to my colleague, Kwekwa Sante, on this appointments committee's report and um, the debate currently underway uh, preceding the approval of nomination of Justice Ketrud Tokonu as Chief Justice today. We can hear a part of that uh, proceeding. Indeed, the nominee also provided her own birth certificate. That birth certificate was issued in the year 2000. I wonder what she used to acquire a birth certificate since she was born in the 1960s. I wonder what documents she used to prove to birth and deaths to acquire a birth certificate that reaches a Ghanaian. Indeed, I can imagine what she used. She might have filled the form, and the form would have said that the mother or father was a Ghanaian. And that is all it is to prove that you are a citizen of Ghana. So, Mr. Speaker, I consider that singular decision by the Supreme Court as the biggest miscarriage of justice in our lifetime. It's the biggest miscarriage of justice, and this must not be allowed to stay. Mr. Speaker, to acquire a Ghanaian passport, the first article, the item you are supposed to bring is proof of citizenship. And they said Ghanaian. If you go to the, the website of the Ministry, of foreign affairs right now. You will see that if you are supposed to get a new Ghanaian passport, the first item you are supposed to provide is that certificate into that. That's our proceedings in Parliament. You heard there uh, the de- minority uh, chief whip governs Kwame Abuja there, a part of that debate. We'll bring you uh, more subsequently leading to the approval of Chief Justice nominee Getrud Tokono. But in the meantime, let's head to the Upper East Region now and a major vaccination exercise is underway in the Eastern Corridor of the region after the anthrax disease claimed one human life and that of several animals. The exercise is part of a list of measures to contain the spread, which may already uh, be going to some other areas. Also, there's an absolute ban on the transit, sale and eating of ruminants from the region's eastern corridor for a month, but culpable persons will face prosecution. Listen to the regional minister, Samuel Yakubo. We are not allowing any animals from there because, you know, there are various markets. You know, they have family markets that sometimes they take uh, distance to the other markets and we have banned movement of these uh, so that it doesn't spread even in the region and also in the country. You know, we have a border with uh, Northeast, 
so we, 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 we are also informing them to also to be very vigilant. And what happens if anybody flouts this directive? To be arrested and prosecuted because we put out the, 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 the notice and it's there. Upper East Regional Minister Samuel Yakubu there speaking to my colleague Mami Sinyameche Thompson. Well, the Upper East Regional Veterinary Officer Dr. Ni Ayi Anand says vaccination is underway with close to 700 ruminants getting jabs, but fears the bacteria may be spreading to other areas. For the information I've gathered now, we have vaccinated more than 400 sheep and goats right now and uh, 200 cattle, but it's ongoing. And we have divided our team. So they are going to houses from one house to another house, from one community to one community. So this figure, if I'm giving it to be more than that. Meanwhile, President of the Ghana National Association of Cattle Farmers, Imam Hanafi Sunday, says they are also taking steps to prevent a wider spread of the disease. We are preparing to sit with the veterinary service and then, you know, find appropriate measures uh, uh, to prevent animals from that movement. Because if we did not come together and you just put up the law, the animals should not go. You are not in the bush. You don't know who is going where. Well, according to the FDA, that's the Food and Drugs Authority, butchers and consumers disobeying spelled out food standards by the authorities has resulted in this particular outbreak. Clinton Yeboah has more in this report. People get infected from handling contaminated animals or animal products. Ruminants such as bison, cattle, sheep and goods and animal products like beef, fat and milk are highly susceptible. Horses can also be infected. A lack of food safety standards will leave consumers unprotected from contaminated foods and higher cases of food poisoning. Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the FDA, Roderick Kwabna Dadi Aji, spoke at a market deba to commemorate this year's World Food Safety Day. It's unfortunate that some people did not follow the standard. The standard was that you are not supposed to touch such meat. See, veterinary would bury it and make sure they cover it with lime. So we are working together with the Food Emergency Response Blank. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That's Clinton here, Boas report. We turn our attention to education now. And net enrollment at the basic education level has dropped, impacting the transition rates from primary to the GHS level. Enrollment at the primary level declined from an average of 91% in 2016 to 80% in 2020, while the junior high school enrollment also fell from 50% to 45% within the same period. Well, this is contained in a 2022 Ghana Social Development Outlook report launched at the University of Ghana. We'll get to delve deeper into it, but listen to the director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, Professor Peter Korte. In terms of education, we saw that net enrollment, although picked up, started declining in some areas, um, particularly because for some particular areas, it is the school feeding, capitation grant, and some of the support that comes from government that enhances the net enrollment. And therefore, where there are challenges, the numbers will go down. Well, thankfully, we have the head of the 2022 um, Social Development Outlook, Dr. Martha Awo, led the particular research, joins us on the line. Thank you so much for your company this afternoon. So let's talk about what exactly is accounting for this sharp drop and what the recommendations are to fix it. Okay, thank you very, thank you very much and good afternoon to your cherished listeners. Um, the problem with the dropout is just because of the delays in payment of capitation grants. The payment of capitation grants to various schools have actually usually delayed and the amount of false CDCC passwords is woefully inadequate. Apart from that, payment of catering has also been stalled for some time. It also delays. And in most parts of the poverty-stricken areas, most of the caterers have simply just laid down their tools and therefore, I mean, the food is not coming. So you see in some areas, because currently, ISA is doing some work in northern part of the country, in the northern part of the country, and we realize students and the children leave school after 12 o'clock because there is no food. And we all know the reason why this school feeding was introduced. Mm-hmm. So if the children leave school, they come to school today, there is no food. They come tomorrow, there is no food. Definitely three, four days, they wouldn't step in. So that is actually causing the reduction in enrollment from the basic level to JSS. And then we are seeing that increase at the senior high school level because of the support. So prompt payment of this capitation grant plus and maybe possibly an increase in the school feeding grants would be able to solve the situation. Is that the recommendation? Yes, that is actually the recommendation. What you are saying is that there was a reason for the introduction of the school feeding. So it is, impo- it is important that these um, f- the facilities or the, the support to the senior high school that is actually causing the increase should also be, the same thing should be transferred to the primary school and then um, the JSS. Because okay. We are grateful. Uh, Dr. Martha Awo uh, with the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research. We've been looking at uh, the 2022 Ghana Social Development Outlook Report and we'll stay a while longer in the schools and there's a uh, time for our schools of shame and due to the lack of furniture, three to four children are forced to share a desk that is only meant to hold two. Alternatively, they must crouch, kneel, sit on stones or lie down to learn. In the final episode of season two, of Ghana Schools of Shame, Jojo Kobina visited the Christian Heritage School in the Tatali district of the northern region and reports the children are desperate for the government to provide them with furniture. 
The Christian Heritage School in the Tatale district of the northern region has inadequate furniture, so the children sit on stones and blocks to study. Some of the children simply lie down if they start to feel uncomfortable. They become playful, dirty, and sometimes occasionally nod off on the bare floor. Research from the Ghana Education Service in the northern region shows only 33.6% of children at the kindergarten level have school furniture. The data also shows that 56% of primary school children do not have furniture. It is almost the norm to be without school furniture. For kindergarten enrollment currently stands at 881. And of that number, we have 52,643, and that gives us 33.6%. So, in total, about 104,238 children are currently either benching with somebody or sitting on the ground. The total furniture deficit in the northern region alone stands at 321,116. Olivia Chemame is in her early teens. She is unwilling to sit on the bare floor at this point in her adolescence. She wants the government to stock her school with enough furniture. After sitting on stones and blocks for long hours, you start to develop sores on your buttocks because the surface is quite rough. You feel very uncomfortable and unable to pay attention and learn. We park about three to four blocks before we sit. That's the situation in some schools in Tatalina, schools of shame. Taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News, sponsored by Duroplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duroplus goes, water flows. The Midday News is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. On Love 99.5 FM, we're on Twitter spaces. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 region, also on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The Electoral Commission member, Dr. Peter Apiahene, has been dragged to the Supreme Court over his alleged affiliation to the governing NPP and we've been hearing from the Attorney General Gofred Yeboadame announcing plans to lay new bill in Parliament to remove bottlenecks that make justice administration long and tedious. When we return from the break, we have sports and then more sports hearing from the Acting Chief Justice Victor Jones Doce on how two football teams made the year difficult for him. This year, two of my teams, Chelsea, they have not done well. House of Oak, they are also struggling but we shall bounce back strongly and I watch their matches on your television. Imagine say what I wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Masses and Legion. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pepe, pepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotok. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. This is the Midday News. Time for sports. Michelle Queen is here with the latest. 
The African Boxing Championship is less than a week away, and Ghana's Black Bombers look set to miss out on the competition. The Ghana Boxing Federation informed Joy Sports the Ministry of Sports agreed to fund the 70,000 US dollars bill for the African Championships. But with only six days left for Cameroon to host the tournament, it seems the ministry has had a change of heart. Jojo Epson is the Boxing Federation's communications director. We are supposed to live on the 10. The minister assured us. But when we did a follow-up, he said that, no, the, the ministry's priority now is to fund qualifications. That's qualification to major tournaments, like the Olympics, those major competitions, all disciplines across board. But we were able to dialogue with the Director General of National Sports Authority to convince him that it's a preparatory ground for us to test the readiness of the bosses to, to meet their other African opponents who they are going to meet at the Africa Olympic qualifying Senegal. So there was an assurance earlier on, but for now, they changed their focus and priority. Before I take leave of you, I should add on May 27, a list of countries which had confirmed their participation was released and Ghana was not on that list. However, the Secretary General of the African Boxing Federation, Andre Basio Kalong, said he was waiting for the confirmation from 15 other countries. Okay. Well, I know you are a Chelsea and a Hearts of Oak fan as well, but stay with me. I have some news for you. But um, we'll get into the election headquarters at this point. And the governing New Patriotic Party is confident of victory in the upcoming parliamentary by-election in the Asin North constituency. The party is holding a primary to select its candidates for the June 27 election. On the other side of the town, the opposition NDC together with its candidates James Jachikwesen are undertaking a series of activities to announce their presence in the constituency. We can hear from Director of Elections of the NPP, Evans Nemako, confident of victory. The purported issue from the NDC that we are trying to smuggle one of the prospective candidates named into the register of Ascent North is neither here nor there. We are very mindful of the constitutional provision. We would therefore not do anything that will follow the law. So the, the issue of NDC throwing uh, about all these allegations is up to them. Now, the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Bande, is accusing the NPP of vote buying already. Uh, it's clear that, among other things, the NPP today uh, is not popular on the ground. They have done nothing for Ghanaians. They have done nothing for the people of Asenot. They have come out to complain how. As of 2020, all projects in that constituency came to a halt after the election. And just last week, uh, <laughs> those contractors are suddenly back to site. Let's now focus on the climate and seven years to the deadline set by the United Nations for the attainment of the Sustainable Development Goal 13 on climate action. Ghana is yet to fully implement its laws and regulations on safe disposal of Azado's electrical and electronic waste as enshrined in Act 917. My colleague Carlos Caloni finds out in today's episode of Climate Focus. A collection and half a sad burning of used or sport lorry ties has become a big business here in Ghana. 
here at Ashaiman, this crop dealers explain to join news what goes into the business. The ties we get it from organizers who burn it and I mean sell the the wares in it. You know when you burn it, you see wares and in the EPA hardly get to know whether we are burning it or where we burn it because we don't burn it in the daytime. Sometimes we burn it one or even two p.m. We know we are not protecting the environment. But the, the only thing we can do is to I mean burn it. One third of our patients, including toddlers who visit this facility have varying forms of respiratory conditions that could be linked to increased air pollution. Based on the number of cases we see in a day, at least you see about one third of clients coming with upper respiratory tract infections. And I mean, it ranges from kids one year and above. Meet 37-year-old Roland Aja Eyim. Not his real name. The doctor told me I have asthma, which was caused by the smoke I was inhaling from that ties that is being burned. What strategies can the country deploy under the current circumstances? Professor Daniel Trefo of University of Ghana is an environmental economist. Having a formal recycling plant, and then they will be able to recycle it in a more environmentally sustainable way. Well, that's our focus on the climate and it's time for our Remembrance Series. And one of the interesting aspects of Ghana's culture is the way mourners pay last respect to their departed loved ones. Funerals in this part of the world are often characterized by exciting scenes aside from the grief that engulfs attendees. In today's edition of our Remembrance Series of celebrated Ghanaian writer Amatedu, veteran actor Akofa Ejiani brings us extracts of how the late author describes Ghanaian funerals in a piece, No Nuts, from the book Diplomatic Pounds and Other Stories. We love us. Half of the time, we don't even know who is dead, but we'll be there anyway. We would know the disease. He would be my aunt's husband's uncle on his father's side, or my best friend's best friend's brother-in-law, or some such remote. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.